0: Good morning, it's good to see you all over this morning. Hope you're enjoying this beautiful day the Lord has blessed us with. Before we get started, have we got any prayer requests? Any prayer requests?
1: continue to remember my sister.
0: Remember your sister, okay.
1: her maiden name, Ann Weatherby, was to be with the Lord yesterday. Okay. She did. She died yesterday, and her arrangements will be made tomorrow.
0: Okay. Ann Weatherby family. Okay. Any others?
1: My cousin Bob had a heart attack yesterday. Mm. He, they put a stand in, like somebody else I know. Yep. Did. Yep. Um, he's doing okay.
0: Good. Good. We need to pray for Johnny. He's going to have to move a yacht tomorrow from here to North Carolina. So traveling grace for him. Traveling grace for Johnny, moving a yacht tomorrow. More like a rowboat. More like a rowboat. Yeah. Still got to move it. Tonight at 7 o'clock, a friend of mine has a little boy that's on
1: pediatric hospice, and they're holding a prayer yeah. vigil just wherever you are tonight at 7. The little boy's name is Ozzie Deason. They live in the Birmingham area. Okay. okay. He was
0: born with a real rare chromosomal abnormality, and he has seizure disorder, and they they've made the decision to stop his feedings and just let him pass the holiday And He's almost three. Okay. So that's Ozzie Deason family. Ozzie Deason family. Remember that tonight at seven o'clock, wherever you're at, to pray for him and his family. Any other prayer requests? Ben Quinn. Ben Quinn. Remember Ben Quinn. Any others? If not, let's go to Lord's prayer. Most merciful God, we come to you this morning, so thankful for the many blessings of life that you bestowed upon us. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together this morning to be able to worship you. We pray, Father, that you have heard each and every prayer request this morning. Lord, you know each and every need, each and every concern, and, Lord, we lift those up to you. We pray, Lord, especially for the Ozzie Deason family, Lord, Lord, the troubling times that they're about to face, Father, and have been facing. We just ask that you would comfort them, strengthen them in the days to come. We pray for all those who are sick and dying. We ask you to give them a healing touch, Lord, where you see fit, whether it be the divine healing or the physical healing. We leave that up to you. We pray for all those who have lost loved ones. We ask you to comfort them in their time of loss. May they feel your mighty arm of comfort around them at this very moment. We thank you and lift up to you all those men and women in the armed forces, those who are at home, those who are abroad. We ask you to put a hedge of protection around them, keep them safe from harm, be with their loved ones in their absence. We pray, Father, for this great nation. We pray for its leaders. We ask that you would lead God, direct them, help them to seek you out in all the decisions that they make. May they lean upon your understanding and not their own. We pray for this church. We ask, Father, that you'll continue to use us as a light shining in darkness. Help us, Father, to grow first spiritually and then physically. We ask, Lord, that you'll continue to use us as that light shining in darkness. And thank you for allowing us to be your hands and feet of your son, Jesus. We pray all this in your son's precious holy name, who taught us to pray as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, I will be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen at this time if you are able would you please stand as we affirm our faith together in the apostles creed Christians, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated.
1: Here Y'all come sit right here. Mommy, you pull up another chair. And we're gonna. Before we begin, though, we got a, it's a little housekeeping chores to take care of this morning. Did anybody have a birthday this week? Anybody celebrate a birthday? Oh, nobody's going to admit getting older, okay? All oh, right, did. Anybody celebrate an anniversary this week? And they better tell because I know they did. Me and Byron. Byron and Lauren had an anniversary, how many years ago? Eight. Eight years, that's all, give them a hand. But some of us have been married 48 years, I can't even remember that eight years. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, Josh started out right over here, Grace. Now he's sitting over there with a girlfriend. That's a stab in my heart. I thought he, I was his girlfriend. So it's, it's been a stab in my heart, but I like you, Grace, and you're real pretty, so I'll trade off, okay? We're glad to have you today, sweet. Well, did y'all have a good week? Everybody have a good week? Yeah. Getting Close to vacation, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it is. It sure is. Now, I made something for y'all today. What do you say? A heart. That's a heart. Now we talk about giving our heart to Jesus or uh, when we're in love, we give our heart to somebody or, you know, uh, and hearts represent love and heart, and Jesus wants us to give our heart to Him. Doesn't it? That means He wants us to give Him our love. Now, when you're little like you're in, your hearts look like this. And we want everybody to think we have a what? A clean heart. A clean heart. But sometimes, see, people can only see us on the outside. They don't know what's going on in the inside. Now, on the inside of our heart, that's where we keep our thoughts and our actions. Now, sometimes if we're ugly and say something mean, well, it doesn't show on the outside of our heart, but where does it show? Where does it go? On the inside. And then what if we tell a fib? Does that go on the outside or the inside? It goes on the inside too. And what if we say something mean and ugly to our sister or our brother or our mother or our daddy? What if we just really get in trouble with our teacher? All right, what happens? Well, now, to the outside world, how do we look? We still look fine, don't we? like we've got a good heart, but how are we really on the inside? Not so good. Now, Jesus wants us to have this, not this. And he's prepared a way uh oh, sorry, he's prepared a way to get rid of this. And you know what it is? It's forgiveness. It's just saying what? I'm did something I shouldn't do. And then, we'll, now, let me show you. Saying I'm sorry right here won't get it, will it? We've got to say I'm sorry to Jesus. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. When we give our heart to Jesus and we say we're sorry, let's see what happens. These may be better magic markers than I had at home. All right, let's watch what happens. Well, I'm sorry, I think these are not gonna work like they did at home. Yeah, they are. Wait a minute. We have to say I'm sorry a long time, (laughs) okay? Or a few minutes. Okay, you get the idea? I tried this at home last night and it worked great. (laughs) What happens to our, you see what happened to the green? What happened to it? It's gone, isn't it? It's gone. And this will too, if the preacher won't mind them laying there a long time. <laughs> forgiveness makes our heart clean again. That's all we've got to do. is ask for forgiveness. Yeah. If you've been ugly, what should you say? I'm sorry. Thank you. You're supposed to say, I'm sorry. Now, who, you say I'm sorry to the person you were ugly to, but then who else do you say I'm sorry to? To Jesus. Because when you say I'm sorry to Jesus, he puts your heart in the pool of forgiveness and it disappears. Okay? Let's go to Lord and pray. Father, please forgive me where I have failed you. When I do something to other people, I hurt them. But when I hurt them, I hurt you. Please, Father, forgive us. We have done things that are hurtful. We have said things that are hurtful. We have not done things we should have done, and that's been hurting. Help us, dear Jesus, to seek your forgiveness always. In Jesus'
0: Good morning. Good morning. Have your Bibles we you this morning, turn to Joshua. Joshua chapter twenty four, verse fifteen. When you there say amen. Joshua chapter twenty four, verse fifteen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Amen. Very quiet in here. I said, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Amen. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, the scripture says But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank You for the reading of Your Word. I pray now Father, You'd open our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our senses that we'd be receptive to Your Word, that we take and apply it to our lives, that we may be better disciples of Your Son, Jesus. I pray now Father, you to remove me from this, use me as Your humble vessel, speaking Your Word through me. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. How many of you have that verse hanging somewhere in your house? Somewhere in your house It hangs above our front door And then we have a, a a doormat outside the house That we'll wipe our feet on before we come in And we see it every time we come in And if we go out the front door We see it every time when we go out That as for our household We will serve the Lord I don't know whether I hung it up or Brenda hung it up But I agreed with it So we it's there And that says something about your family when you have that hanging in your household or that you know that verse or that you are a family who lives that verse out. That as for you and your household, you will serve the Lord. Amen. It carries further than just your house. It should go with you as you go out into the world. Therefore, you know who you serve and that you will serve and that others will know the who you serve through your actions. Amen. Now look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 verses 5 through 12. Acts chapter 4 verses 5 through 12. Last week we talked about Peter and John going to the temple to worship, and as they came to the temple there was a lame man laying there begging and they didn't offer him silver or gold but what they did offer him was faith they offered him healing through Jesus Christ. Well this upset some of the temple rulers and leaders and as it became late in the day they threw Peter and John in jail. So they could decide what they were going to do with them because they knew if they, they dealt harshly with them because many of the people had seen what they had done and were just reveling at the fact that the Lord had healed this man. And so if they did anything harsh, it was going to cause an uprising. So they had to really think about it. So here we pick up in Acts chapter 4, verse 5. The Scripture says, "...the next day the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annias the high priest was there, and so were Cephas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family." They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them, By what power or what name did you do this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, If we are being called to account today for the act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, You and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. That this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So we have that hanging, the saying that Joshua said. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We have it hanging over our door at the house. We have it on the on the door as you come in, as you go out. But we have to be as bold as Peter was when he was questioned. By what name? By what power are you able to do this? We're not running around healing people now the way they were, are we? However, we are going out throughout the world living our lives as believers of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to act different, look different, talk different. We're supposed to handle situations differently. And when somebody says, how can all this you handle, all this that's going on, all this array of uh, sadness and sorrow that's going on in your life, all these trials and tribulations that you're faced with, how are you able to withstand this? How are you holding yourself up? We're to stop and be bold about this and say, it's through the power of Jesus Christ that I'm able to handle this. We're to give Him the glory, honor, and praise. We're to be as bold as Peter being filled with the Holy Spirit. You ever had somebody ask you about about your faith? About Jesus? And you think to yourself, oh no. The pastor's been telling me to be prepared about this all the time. And you think, well, what do I do now? What do I do now? And you just let go and let the Holy Spirit speak through. And it comes out perfect. And then you drive away and you think, Wow, where'd that come from? Billy Joe and I was fishing over at the river with Joshua one time walked up and asked the guy we was talking to him he was talking about fishing talking about all the catfish that Biddle Joe showed me and Joshua up about he caught all these fish and we was asking him he was talking to us and I asked him I said well you know who the best fisherman in the world is and then looked at me and he said Jesus I got to talking to him and he was with the fisherman of men he started wanting to know about if we wanted to come be a part of this I'm like well we're just fishing right Billy Joe we were just fishing but we wanted to make sure that we'd met somebody. We wanted to make sure that they knew about the Lord Jesus. And you can do it in subtle ways. And it's so refreshing to meet somebody like it was that young man that people are in the world serving the Lord. Amen? Amen. It is refreshing. It's refreshing this morning to see all these young children here this morning. Young adults. That they're here, that their parents thought enough of them to make them come to church this morning to hear the Word of God, to know how to live a life pleasing to the Lord. Here, Peter was bold about it. He could have said, well, we did it in the name of Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. But he didn't say it that way. He said, I want you, all of Israel, and all the people to hear this. Set up straight and listen. We healed this man not on our own accord, but he was healed through the power of Jesus Christ. That's how he was healed. The same Jesus born in Nazareth, the same Jesus of Nazareth, the same Jesus that you crucified, dead and buried the third day, who rose again, the same stone that you rejected has become the cornerstone. Everything that we believe hinges on him and is the base of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what they said. Look, we want you to understand that no matter what happens, no matter what we say, that this is who healed him. It's not on our own power. Look at John chapter 10. John chapter 10. If it's written in red in the Word of God, who said it? Jesus is speaking. Jesus is speaking. I've heard people use this passage of Scripture in in trying to relate to themselves that they're the good shepherd. I read it totally different. It's not relating to me there's only one good shepherd, and that's Jesus Christ. I'm just an ambassador of His Word, as of all of you are as well. We're called to go forth and make disciples of all nations. And here Jesus is speaking John chapter 10 beginning in verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as a father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen, of this sheep pen, I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Did you hear that? There's other sheep this morning worshiping God and other sheep pens. Amen. It's not about just the Methodist church. It's not about just the Baptist church or the church of Christ or any other deity under the church. It's about one flock serving one shepherd. Amen. That's what it's about. That's why Jesus says, I have other sheep of other pens, and they know Me as well, and I must bring them along. Verse 17 The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. He had the authority to lay it down. We didn't cause Him to do it. He chose to lay His life down for our sins. He chose to do that. But He had the authority to do that and He also had the authority to take it back up again. And we know He did three days later. And He's alive and well today. And because He lives, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. And because He lives, we live. Amen? Jesus is what gives us the power and the strength to face every day. 1 John. 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 24. How many of you have ever seen the movie Forrest Gump? Seen the movie Forrest Gump? Yeah. And you know Forrest walks over to the front door and he stands there with his hands on his hips and he says, I may not be a very smart man, but I do know what love is, Jimmy. Right? (laughs) That's what he says, isn't it? I may not be a very smart man, Jenny, but I do know what love is. So we're going to look at what love truly is this morning. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. This is not saying that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary and we too must die on the cross of Calvary. It's saying that Jesus laid down his life. He He laid down his own selfish ambition to come and take the place of a lowly man just so that he could save us from separation from God. And that we too should deny our own selfish ambitions in order to share the good news of Jesus Christ with our brothers and sisters. Who are our brothers and sisters? It is not just your blood, kin. It is not just our brothers and sisters in Christ who have accepted Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, but it is all of humanity, brothers and sisters, because they are created equal in the eyes of God. They too have a soul. That's who we're supposed to be living our lives for. In such a way that they come to know and accept Him as their Lord and Savior. Verse 17, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. You ever heard the say in a picture that says a thousand words? Actions speak louder than words, right? Brenda harvested her first turkey this year. I'm so happy I heard so proud. And as I told you, her heart rate was at peak for 24 minutes. That Fitbit thing, it monitored it for 24 minutes. Joel, as I'm a wonder, it didn't call 911 they come pick her up. <laughs> she was speechless. She was jumping up down screaming and hollering and carrying on and just to pointing at it. And she named him Leroy. <laughs> Leroy the turkey. Yeah, and we took a lot of pictures that day, and I'll never forget that day. I don't. Some of the things, just her actions were not captured with with film or with pictures, but for me to remember. But she's got pictures everywhere. She wrote a short story, Joe, and I think she submitted to some magazine about the day that Leroy came into her life. <laughs> She captured that. Pictures everywhere. And although those pictures capture a story, they can't capture the actions that she had. The same thing happens in our life as we... You know, there was a time we have pictures, we we look back through the years with Joshua accepted the Lord and he was baptized here. And we look at that. And yet that picture is there. It doesn't say the actions that he lives in his life now. The actions speak louder than those words that he confessed that day. The way he lives his life, the way we live our life after we accept Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior speaks louder than when we accepted Christ. Amen? How we live our lives for Jesus Christ speaks volume. Verse 18, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in His presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and He knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we keep His commands and we do what pleases Him. And this is His command, to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in Him, and He in them. And this is how we know that He lives in us. We know it by the Spirit He gave us. Same as Jesus spoke to His disciples, He said, stay here in the city until you receive the Holy Spirit. Stay here until you receive the Holy Spirit. And when we accept Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, that instance, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us. And we have that immediate conviction when we fall short of the glory of God and we cry out, Father, forgive me. And He hears our prayer. And He forgives us. The question this morning is this. Whether it's hanging over your door or a doormat or whether you have it written somewhere, you have to answer this for yourself. The time is now. The day is right now for you to choose. As for you and your household, will you serve the Lord? Right now you have to choose. I can't choose for you. Your spouse can't choose for you. You have to choose for yourself. As for you yourself, will you serve the Lord? If you can say without a shadow of doubt that you know that you serve the Lord, then glory be to God. If there's something you need to work out with the Lord because you don't know His Son Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today's the day to do it. No time like the present. But I hope and trust that each and every one of you here this morning can say that as for you and your whole household, you
1: serve the Lord.
0: Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, it's so important that we choose who we're going to serve. And Father, that our words this morning not be in vain, but also that we have action that says who we serve. Lord, I pray this morning for someone here, someone watching that hasn't accepted Your Son, Jesus, as their Lord and Savior, that they would hear You calling to them right now. That they would step out in faith and receive that gift of salvation. That they may be as bold as Peter and as Joshua and say, as for me, I will serve the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen this time, would you please stand? I'm going to offer a prayer for our offering and then offer our benediction. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. We give back to you a portion of what you so blessed us with. We ask, Father, that you bless both the gift and the giver, that you use these tithes and offerings to glorify your kingdom around the world. Father, be with us now as we enter the world. Help us, Father, to live a life pleasing to you. A life that says that as for me, I serve the Lord. That others may come to know and accept you. In Jesus' name, amen.